Hey everyone, this is Michael here from GameGravy.com, and this is our episode 10 of our Game Gravy Rewind podcast. And with me, I have Jeff and Anthony. How's it going? going? Cool, guys. Let's start off with uh, what we're playing, and we're going to start with Jeff. Hey, guys. Uh, all right, I've been actually playing uh, a game for the PS4. I do believe it was originally released on possibly PC and a couple other things. It's called Flockers. Uh, it's made by uh, Team 17, who are infamous for uh, those famous worm series. I personally loved all those old worm games. I used to play them all the time. But um, this one here was a different take. They actually tried to combine the like the menu system and the item aspect of worms and put it towards the like a lemmings style gameplay with a little puzzle implementation so um it, it was a very interesting take on it uh it has like did a, you like the worms games just out of curiosity yeah 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 it's what i was saying like I, I actually really liked the worms i used to play them all the time on like okay. um the playstation one and pretty much everything that they've ever been on i've actually played them um, yeah, I was a huge fan of uh, Worms Armageddon on the PS1. I, yeah. I, there were some like great weapons that they had in that game that just made that game so entertaining. Yeah, and, I and it's... playing that for hours upon end. Yeah, because Jeff, you were a little bit of a grumpy guest in your uh, <laughs> your interview, and I was uh, proofing that. Oh, I yeah. Well, because, <laughs> yes, I did, I did review it, so I, I do have a lot of problems with it, but I, you know, I still gave it a six. Which yeah. that, that doesn't mean it's a bad game at all. There's just some things that they could work on to make it at least an eight. They, they just have to. Work I mean, on that a happens when when people start throwing like start a new franchise. They kind of have to like work out the kinks and things that they didn't think of or didn't have time to develop all the way through. It's it's, um, it's like because you know how the, obviously the the whole the whole premise of the game is like apparently there's this factory that's harming all these sheep for. Who knows why? <laughs> and um, you're guiding them to safety through a steampunk-style factory with, like, blades and big drop-offs and cliffs and things to get squished on. There's, like, all this stuff. And so, of course, when you're mm-hmm. sheep, like, they get hit. Like, it, it just explodes in blood everywhere. They get massacred. Yeah, it's just, it's, like, not even, it's not even friendly. <laughs> it's just totally all over the place. And it's funny because... They used the sheep, and I remember they had a sheep bomb in Worms. Is, is that right? I think it was like a, it was a sheep. Yeah, it was a sheep bomb. Yeah, okay. So it's it's funny that they it's actually. It's a European company, so maybe they have problems with sheeps over there. <laughs> it's possible, but <laughs> but um, but anyway, the the whole point of the game is is you select through this menu system you have right on the bottom, similar to the Worms setup, like in uh, user interface, except when you're selecting mm-hmm. them, you'll you'll put like um, superhero capes on your your uh, sheep or little hats to help them jump it's it's to help them go through but the biggest problem I had with it is I mean I, I have a 51 inch TV which I know is not the biggest TV but it's still a big screen TV and the words were so tiny on it I, I had so much trouble reading it it, it almost it reminded was me of optimized kinda... for HD what's that <laughs> It probably wasn't optimized for HD. The text that happens sometimes with design. But they at, they were like trying to brag that like, oh, it's in 1080p now. It's full HD. I was like, oh, okay. So maybe it, the graphics were, but not the actual text, the inlays in the actual game. It reminds. Was it similar to the um the issue Capcom had with Dead Rising, Rising back on the Xbox that, that's 360? Exactly, that's exactly what I was going to bring up too. So it's funny you said that. Okay. So, <laughs> yes, it's the exact same problem because it's like you have to get up close to the TV to kind of read it. It's like, oh, make sure you use this to go over this uh, this gap. And I, I had no idea what it was saying because 
it would come on and go off really quickly. And I was, but other than that though, it just seems like it was kind of a, like a testing phase for this type of game for them. But I, I think they can actually build on what they've made and create a very successful franchise if they make another Flockers. If they just like, obviously make the text bigger, uh, make the user interface a little bit more friendly and, and understanding of like what's going on. It's it's kind of hard to really you know get a good take on it when you first play it. So. Um, from from talking with you earlier in the week, and I, I watched a couple videos on it, it sounds like it's sim- similar to like Lemmings meets the original Toki Tori games. Would that be pretty accurate? Yeah, it's it's very accurate actually. Because um, obviously with the Lemmings and everything else, you're obviously guiding them to wherever without you know staying out of harm's way. Um, it has that same process in like Toki Tori. Uh, di- didn't it have like the item kind of system too on Toki Tori or no? Yeah, you can um, put like ladders up, and you could also, um, you know, make it so that they could jump. And there was yeah. a few other things you could do with Toki Tori. Um, that oh, you can warp was another thing that you could do in there. Yeah, because th- there are things in there where you can use little blocks, and what it does is you you highlight a block, and it'll um, it'll make a sheep like stay in that little spot, so the other sheep can jump on top of it to get on ledges. It's you know like so there are things you can use, and it does have good tactics. Um, but I also, let's see, they have some unlockables, too, for anybody that cares to play through it and, you know, try to unlock everything. Because you can get, like, zombie skins, old school. Like eight, blue blood. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, like different colored blood. And you can actually get, uh, like, 8-bit skins, so they look like all old school Nintendo style. There's some really cool concepts behind it, and I applaud them for what they've done. But I, I think the next version they make, if they do would actually be a huge improvement because I'm, I'm sure they probably get the same, uh, you know, negative impact as I did. So. But, um, cool. Other what about than, the next game? Yeah, other than that, I w- I've been playing 99 Seconds, but that actually was for a Nintendo Fever, our other website. And uh, I, I do believe, Anthony, you reviewed that for, for Game Gravy, didn't you? Yeah, so I'll be able to talk about it with you as well. Okay, cool. Yeah, it it was it was actually pretty fun. It, it reminded me of the old school uh, arcade days back in the day, like with Centipede, um, you know, Missile Command and stuff like that, because it had that same polish that the old school ones did. And I actually personally liked the music. I thought it was really high quality MIDI, like MIDI music. Um, I don't know if yeah, you... they de- they Go definitely ahead. did a good job with the music. Um, one thing I really liked about that game is I like the fact that it's it, you know, it's it has it's like full fleshed arcade mode, but it has like online leaderboards. Like, and, and to oh, me, nice. like uh, that's something I always wish like arcades had back in the day. Like, I wish there was a way that the arcades could have like linked up through. The, I mean, obviously there was no internet when, um, you know, arcades were popular. But it would have been awesome to be able to see the high scores of people worldwide instead of just in the local, you know, arcade. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because I, I remember, because uh, my dad used to brag about being like. The top person on centipede you know what i mean so it, it would be one of those things to be able like back in the day if we actually had that that technology to to compare with somebody over in china or japan or somewhere else it'd be awesome so. yeah i like how this game reminds me of jay-z because i haven't played it but i've seen the videos but i just keep thinking 99 seconds but a bitch ain't one <laughs> right yeah and what's what's really crazy is that it literally gives you 99 <laughs> seconds to to go as far as you possibly can i think it starts from level uh what is it what level does it start seven i believe 27 yeah and, and you're, yeah i want to say 27 it starts from and then it works its way down to level one yeah to level isn't one that, and isn't zero. that loosely based off the ds game as well 
Yeah, it was a DSiWare game. Okay. Yeah. Originally. And, um, it's 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 cool how you just it. I'm sure you guys played all the shoot 'em up type games like Geometry Wars and everything else. Yeah. I, I honestly feel that if you can get really good at this game, you're gonna own a Geometry Wars because the Geometry Wars three is coming out um, later on, and and this right here is good practice to build you up on that one. So, nice. Because you're avoiding yeah. so much I, stuff. I thought it was kind of funny though that like there's actually like a whole backstory to the game, but like you don't even know it because they don't even have like have any cutscene even at the beginning or if, uh, anything. It's weird because there's actually a there's actually a prequel to the game called 99 Bullets, and it's like a top-down shooter, and you hmm. you have 99 bullets to go through the level, and you that's all you get. So you kind of have to like cool. save them and hoard them. And so what happened was, is after 99 bullets, the character you are, he goes into this 99 seconds, like it's like it's called like the 8-bit zone or the bit 8 zone or something like that. And so he goes into this area, and th then like now you have to, you don't have any weapons, so you have to avoid the blocks and and um, other darkness that's coming over and like trying to trying to get you. So it, it's it's kind of cool that there's actually like a story between the two games, but they don't even make any mention to, of it, which is weird. If you yeah. go to their website, they do. Yeah, it's, but... it's funny you, you say that, because like, I'll be honest, I was one of those people that had no idea until I actually read your review of it. Um, that's how I realized that they, there was an actual weird story behind it. So Yeah, it, it's funny, because I, I went to their website, because I was kind of like, I, I started playing it, and I'm like, man, like there's like absolutely no tutorial, like I'm not really sure what I'm doing. Um, you If you hit any button, it does it only does one thing it just slows time down and what that does is it slows time down but it like you stop your the timer keeps going down but you stop gaining points so it's kind of like risk reward kind of thing mm -hmm. um and and then that's the only button that does anything so I, so you kind of have to figure out everything on your own and what's going on um but so i was like oh let me go check out like what like what the point of this game is on their website and i went out there and i'm like oh there's actually a story and then i looked into it a little bit further i'm like oh there's a prequel <laughs> it was kind of funny <laughs> it, so i so i just did like a little bit more research on it and i actually wouldn't mind playing the 99 bullets i hope they make that for the wii u as well because i, I kind of enjoyed 99 seconds i thought it was pretty fun for what it was and um I don't think we mentioned it, but that's from Enjoy Up Games. So yeah, I just well, wanted to they, throw out their name. They've been out given there. a lot of they've been given a lot of love to the Wii U anyway. So I, I don't. Oh see, yeah, they might actually and just I, bring it out. You never know. Mm -hmm. And I was talking about their game last week, Darts Up, and I really wasn't fond of that. But you know, ninety nine seconds is a lot better. I, I thought I, I thought it was actually a fun arcade game. Yeah, and just like you said, um, Unepic was actually a good one by them too. Correct. Yeah, Unepic's really good. Yeah. Well, we'll move on to what I've been playing, and uh, mix it up a bit. I uh, was playing Art of Balance on the Wii U, and I actually did a review for NintendoFever.com, and it's up there published. I'll link to it in the podcast notes. But um, this was kind of a, a shocker for me. Um, it was a puzzle game. It is a puzzle game, and uh, I love puzzle games, and I was playing it, and you know what? It's just executed really well. Uh, the graphics are all in HD. In fact, the background graphics and the graphics in general for like the blocks and everything are almost photorealistic. And um, physics is really is really good. And uh, honestly, all the things that I would recommend in a video game are put in it. So there's quite a few worlds, worlds A through H. And within each world, there's probably like what, like twelve to fifteen levels. 
Um, sometimes more, I think. Some sometimes more, yeah. And and in each uh, world, there's uh, multiple challenge worlds that add flex like dynamics to the actual puzzles themselves, which is kind of cool and give you bonus points to unlock other worlds. So. I mean, I, I really love this game. The cool thing is, too, you could play it online, co-op, or against people, or even locally. Um, so there's just so much to do with this game. The music was really good, too. It kind of, like, is it's like a jazzy, like, zen, relaxing type music. So it's kind of, I don't know, it kind of puts you in the zone. And I, the the worst thing about this game is I couldn't stop playing it. I, just, I got through, <laughs> like, two or three worlds, four worlds, and I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> I'm into it deep. So. I, I, actually, I honestly... Go, go ahead. No, I was going to say, um... If I remember correctly, that was originally on the uh, the 3DS uh, eShop, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I was actually going to just make mention game. of that. <laughs> <laughs> that game, it's a lot of fun. It really is. It, yeah, it took me by surprise. Well, since I played the 3DS game and I'm um, playing the Wii U game currently, I'll kind of I'll I'll kind of just talk about both real quick. So the in the sure. it's so it's honestly pretty identical to the 3DS game, um, except there's the extra modes that Mike was talking about, the multiplayer modes and the online. Um, that's mm-hmm. all new to the game. The original game was just the worlds A through H, so they've actually put some time in and and um and changed up some stuff and 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 added some things in there. But other than that, it's, it's the same. Um, another like big change from the 3DS version to the Wii U version is they actually overhauled the whole entire graphic system. It's everything in there's like photorealistic looking. It's crazy. Like I I can't yeah. imagine a game looking any better than this game does. Did they actually change and, the and the, physics? The, the sound is really nice too. Like when the blocks clinking and the different materials like it just sounds good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and satisfying, I should say. <laughs> Did the did they change the physics to make them better than the 3DS version? Because I actually thought the 3DS version physics were fantastic. Oh, it's so, the same. It, it, it's it's just as good. Okay, yeah, it's cool. just, yeah, just good. as good. And even the water physics and the way it animates is is unreal. It's it's totally cool. They, they probably got their notes from Nintendo. Yeah. Well, Sh- Shenin Games is really good. Like, um, have you seen the their uh? I forget what the game's called. It looks like F Zero. It's like Neo Racer Fast or whatever. Oh, yeah, 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 I, I know think, what you're talking about. I think that's what it's called. That game looks... They, they showed, like, three or four screenshots of it, and it's coming on the Wii U, and that game looks absolutely gorgeous. Like, I was like, man, they, like, Nintendo should give this company a little bit of money and let them do F-Zero. Like, it looks that good. Yeah, they're a good shop. Like, I, I enjoy the games that they're making. Yeah, I, I played uh, Jet Rocket from them as well, and that game's really fun, too. So, they, I mean, they, they definitely... It, it's crazy. They almost feel like they're up there with, like, Renegade Kid as a top-tier indie. Like, almost like a triple-A indie Like I studio. would think so, yeah. I, I mean, it, it's to the point where I wouldn't doubt any games that they make. I'd check it out automatically because I like the quality and the polish that they have on it. Yeah. Um, talk about the controls a little bit, Mike, because um, I, I know that that's... It, you know, there's a few different options you can. Yeah, so the use. Di- the different options are you could you can do it. Uh, you can play either on the Wii U gamepad, so you can use the stylus options, or you can use the buttons, the L and R trigger, um, or bumper, I should say, and you can rotate the um, the blocks as you're as you're placing them, uh, or you could play them on the television. I mean, personally, I know you said you played it differently. I I use the gamepad, but I played it on the TV so that I was using the analog to pick up a block place it up there and using the the L and R bumper to to rotate it and then drop it in place. Um I wasn't using the stylus or anything like that. I, you said you were using it a different completely different way, right? No, you I think you misunderstood me. Um I was saying that if you use the stylus it almost feels like you have to look down on the screen. 
So, oh yeah, for sure. I, I I didn't even I didn't play it that way just because I mean personally the graphics are so beautiful. I wanted to see them up on my TV, so I just used the analogs and and the uh, the bumpers in order to yeah. I tried to, to do blocks. I tried to do both looking at the TV screen and like it, I for some reason when I'm using the stylus, my eyes are just like naturally pointed down to the screen. Like and I it feels well, yeah. weird not to look down at the screen. It's so, natural. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's just like to me like that's not even a control option if you want to look at your TV like you have to use the analog stick. Yeah, I I completely agree. But the cool now, thing is you have options. So if can, you didn't Can you use the Wii Remote? TV, um I believe so. Yeah, you actually can. See, like honestly I'm going to try that out because I think that would be the best way to play it. With the Wii, yeah, you know what? It could be fun. I haven't tried it, um, but I will after this, just for fun. Because if, because you, you have like the little finger pointer to pick up your block, so I mean, oh, if you yeah. could just point at it, pick it up, and then drop it, like to me, that would be the ideal controls for that game. Yeah, that could be super cool. Yeah, it might work actually. Yeah. Really decent. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely possible to do. Um, the other game <laughs> I've been playing a lot of is Alien Isolation, and I am pretty deep into that game. Uh, I've been doing a lot of Let's Plays and publishing them on our site. I will, pu- I will put those links in the uh, podcast notes as well. I'm currently on Mission 4, so that means I'm about one, two, almost like three and a half, four hours into the game. Um, and I'm loving it so far. It's great. It was better than my experience at E3, uh, getting into the story and actually getting uh, gameplay on. There are some quirks in regards to uh, like animation of dialogue with the... Um, characters mouths and stuff like that but the uh the actual gameplay story and voice acting is pretty excellent and it does a good job of making you feel uh strained uh scared and kind of like nervous going through the levels because <laughs> uh, you're unsure Mike, of what's going to happen I got, a, huh? I got a question about it it, it really sure. reminds me of amnesia is, is that what it's like that kind of gameplay where, where you're pretty much isolated you have no way to fight back and you're just trying to steer clear mm-hmm. of a, a figure well to a certain degree i mean they give you options to fight back and engage but honestly you're best bet to for survival is to be extremely strategic and stealth if you're going to engage anybody or anything you want to do it from a distance that way you have the option of running and hiding and and being able to have them run by you while you're in a locker or a cabinet or something like that um it's really about being decisive if you're indecisive and you don't know where you're going or what you're doing you're going to easily get caught and get killed uh, and it's not one of those games where you can like run and gun where you're like, all right, I'm going to take this thing on whatever it is, whether it's an Android alien or a human or whatever, that's not going to work. I mean, you're going to run out of bullets or something's going to happen and go bad and you're going to need to navigate through the rest of the level. So it's really strategic and stealthy I, and I, I really enjoy it, but you do get a feeling that you're isolated. There's a couple different scenarios where you meet people and they help you out, but then as the natural world of aliens goes if you've watched the movies you know what happens next so you are you are very much you're very much alone and um i I like that facet though because you feel like you're surviving you have limited amount of gear batteries ammo everything and you have to scrounge around find it and that's the best facet of this game that makes it um challenging right how is the um progression of the game is it through levels is it through um, I mean, <clears throat> okay, it's very it's very smooth. You wouldn't really be able to tell, like, hey, I'm on mission one, mission two. I, I only know that because I've 
read so much about the game. I have all the press material that Sega sent me, so I know exactly when missions are beginning and ending. But for the average user just jumping in it and playing it, it's one seamless story, um, and you'll, you're just naturally progressing through it. You could be on mission four or five and be like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize I was that far. Um, but it does have a slow start. I mean, they don't give you all your gear up front. You have to earn it, find it, scrounge for it, build it. I mean, so that's the best part. I thought I was going to start off with a motion tracker, and you don't get that till later on in the game. So, um, so yeah, it's very nerve-wracking <laughs> when you're going through it. But I, uh, I'm highly enjoying it, and I definitely recommend checking it out. Is it first person or third person? It's first person. Okay. So is it yeah. a shooter, or is it like adventure? It's like game. a survival. It's like a survival horror. I mean, it's it's hard to say. I mean, it looks like a, a shooter from where it's like a first person perspective, but you're not running and gunning like a Call of Duty game. Like I said, it's kind of like Metal so, so Gear it's kinda first like, person. <laughs> it's kind of like if you okay. So you said Metal Gear. Um, so maybe like Metal Gear meets Outlast, kind of like that. Yeah, but not as freaky and scary. I I don't know. It's not like grotesque. I mean, it can. Oh, be. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. But I mean, more of the survival like part. Yes. Of it. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Cool. Gotcha. You feel? I mean, you honestly feel like you're in the movie. That's I. And I'm a huge Alien franchise nerd. I love the movies and the comics and you know the, the other games. And I'm just like, you definitely feel like you're part of the world, and that's the best part. I think. Right on. But yeah, uh, Ant, do you want to talk about what you're playing? Yeah, absolutely. So um, let's see. I will start with a game from Cypronia. Um, it's called Angry Bunnies Colossal Carrot Crusade. <laughs> and right from the name, you could tell it's going to be a clone of something, Angry Birds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's basically what it is. And this is for the Wii U. And <clears throat> it really, my biggest gripe with the game is it didn't do anything like different enough from Angry Birds to to like warrant the game to even exist. I, like I hate to say mm-hmm. it that way, but uh, like it, so you're you're shooting bunnies and you're going against foxes, and that basically takes the place of the birds going against the pigs, and um, it it's just going to be your standard fair uh, affair where you're going, you know, you aim with the trajectory path and you shoot the. Um, bunny towards the you know, structure that the foxes have made and try to crush them. Um, the one thing they did do different, which I don't really remember this being in Angry Birds, is like they make you collect three carrots. So not only do you have to crush the fox, like you you <laughs> also have to collect the carrots in order to like to you know to um, get the best possible you know score on the level. And then that's how they also rank you online. So if you collect the carrots, like they'll keep they'll keep up with how many carrots you had and how many levels it took you to get that many carrots and then they'll put you in an online leaderboard which is kind of cool so you can kind of see how you're doing against the other people that are out there playing the game um and and it's a cool little thing because you don't have to collect the carrots your main objective is to kill the um the killer crush the fox but um you know it's a nice little side objective uh the one the one thing i did enjoy about the game is i thought the structures that they had were actually really well done um there was a lot of like unique um little structure setups they had out at like out that you're shooting at and they did a really good job with the the level design for that um 
the 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 bunnies all have like the same special moves as the the Angry Birds will. So if you if you played Angry Birds, you have the one where you can tap the screen again and he goes faster. They have the one that like you know after it hits it and stops it explodes. I mean, so you you have it's it's really like basically a clone. Um, another well, gripe I. What is that? I was gonna. I was gonna say like, the thing is, I wonder if some of these companies are honestly using things like uh, the game design engines, like Game Salad. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but it's yeah. literally an, a game design engine where anybody can go in and create a game for like iPhone, iPad, Android, HTML5, um, and export them for these you know different gaming platforms, and they literally have the most popular, famous templates for all all these games free and available there and you sh you just skin them and and change some of the physics and change some of the gameplay and, and added features so it almost makes me wonder sometimes when i see a clone like this if that's what a company is doing or if they're well, actually doing it, it from the ground up i know it started its life off on the 3ds and i could tell or it might have even been the regular ds but i could definitely tell because the, it didn't look like they changed the graphics much moving it over it, oh, okay. it, yeah, it looks it looks like it went straight from the 3DS. I, I think it was the 3DS, right to the Wii U, and it didn't look like they made anything in HD. Like I've seen games like Art of Balance is a perfect example. We were just talking sure. about that. That went from the 3DS to the Wii U, and it looks absolutely stunning on the Wii U. Um, <clears throat> not that it looked bad on the 3DS, but it it you can tell they they took time and and remastered it. Like this absolutely. game, they just basically said, nope, we're just putting it on there. We're not going to touch it afterwards. So. It's and I mean it. There's like uh, over 120 levels, so I mean you'll get your money's worth for it, and if it's if it's your kind of thing. Um, but yeah, again, it's just like that. If you're gonna make a clone, at least try to do something different in the game. Like don't you know? Don't just make it identical to the other game where there's nothing really, you know, different about it. At least try to expand on the genre. I mean, because again, no, there's agree. like I mean, there's it's not like there's just one first-person shooter. It's not like there's just one puzzle game. There's you know what I'm saying. So I mean, yeah. I I understand if you're gonna do like you know you go off that genre, that's fine. But my my problem is when it's like the same game, like that. That's where my problem comes in. Well, yeah, because yeah. I mean, no, I, I agree. Angry I Birds has, has been around for quite some time now, so. Yeah, and, and I mean, they even have, like, the Angry Birds space where it uses gravity, and that's even, like, I mean, like, do something like that, you know? I mean, they they took a chance. It's called okay. Angry Birds Star Wars. You know what would have been <laughs> cool, in my opinion? Like, thinking of Angry Bunnies, because uh, bunnies go in, in burrows and holes in the ground. It'd be cool if you actually did the opposite. You go in the ground to make them come up over, to, you know what I mean? Like that would have been a that cool would have been little, cool actually. You know what I'm saying? It's like you use what yeah. bunnies do. You know what I mean? Because they they burrow in the ground real quick to to get away and just have them jump up and attack, as opposed to going across. Like that's what I would have came up with personally. All right, we'll shoot them an email, Jeff. Maybe they'll do. That <laughs> oh no no no! Uh, that, that, that's uh, that's copyright pending. So. Right. TM TM. <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, and the other game I was playing is uh, Second Chance Heroes on the PS4, and that's from Rocket City Games. Now, I, I, I don't want to sound like a grumpy guess as well, too. <laughs> yeah, the, and you know, like, well, I, that's what I'm saying. I don't want to sound like I'm being Mr. Negative Nancy here with both of the games I've been reviewing this week. But um, this game, like, I, and, and you know what I, I did today after, I mean, we posted the review earlier, and I felt like I needed to do myself, like, a favor and play it on the iOS just to see if it was a better game on the iOS and, and it, like their port over was like, wasn't good. And that's why I didn't like the game. And that's exactly what the case was 
because it it actually plays pretty good on the iOS. It just it, it it's built for a touchscreen, and the fact that you're using controllers and buttons, and they didn't really change anything on the PS4, is what that was my biggest issue with the game, and it didn't feel right on the PS4 because of that. But I'll go. I'll, I'll, let me talk a little bit about the game to to kind of go into it. So basically, the world's being overrun by zombies. Um, we've become sissies through the ages, so we are unable to fight back. So what a high school teacher does is he clones characters, well not characters, but um, historical figures from the past, like Genghis Khan, which and, he like magically um, got the Lincoln. DNA for, right? I mean, oh no, they 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 tell a little story about how he gets oh, the DNA. Okay. I guess it's on the website. I don't, I didn't remember seeing it in the game. But uh, you know, I do a little bit of research on my stuff, so I guess he went. I guess he went robbing like tomb, like he went tomb raiding to get the oh DNA. My gosh. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you could call him Nathan Drake, I guess. But um, so so he he went and got everyone's DNA and he clones these characters. Now the game plays similar to Diablo or. Um, you know, Baldur's Gate, like one of the three quarters view top down looking games. And it's, and it's mm-hmm. an RPG like those games. The, like my biggest gripe with the game was, is it felt like when you use the right stick to attack, like you weren't actually attacking. Like you just basically like go like rub up against the zombies. Like, like the animations are that bad. It, <laughs> it just looks like you're like rubbing up against them. Yeah. And and it's not like it, I mean it, if you're like swinging a sword or you know doing something like that and it, it felt more natural where you can see the hit detection you'd be like okay that that makes sense but no it's like it's not even like that great of hit detection it's just that's it, a big it, deal. It, I don't know it didn't feel right I think what when you're that? playing a game you know that's a big deal oh yeah yeah exactly well especially in that kind of game too that's like you're you know it's like an RPG and you're like trying to level up your powers and stuff like that well if nothing feels any different which it doesn't I mean that that really hurts the game. And another thing was, is the fact that, like, you know, the environments didn't really look that great on the on the PS4. It, it kind of looked generic. And again, it's a, it's based off of a mobile game, so I guess, I guess you kind of expect that. Mm-hmm. But on the PS4, I expect a whole lot more. It, it, I just feel like if I'm buying a game on the PS4, I'm, I want top-notch quality. I mean, that's supposed to be the, the elite system on the market. Everything should be, you know advanced on it it shouldn't i shouldn't be playing ios games on there where it's like straight ports of an ios game yeah no i completely and agree it, things should automatically be adjusted in uh for each system yeah the the big saving grace of this game though was the fact that you can play four players online co-op which is really cool actually so you you can get four people in there and you can play with them um, co-op and everything you do in multiplayer, all the experience and stuff that you earn in there, you can bring back to your single player game. That's so that's cool. really cool too. <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, each each character, you, well, you can choose two out of twelve characters to use at a time and switch back and forth between them. And then you know the environments are destructible, so you can go through there. But again, like everything's really bland, like level wise. Like it's it's once I mean once you're in the level for like the first you know five minutes, you start seeing the same exact like textures. Like when you're in the mall, you see the same bubblegum machines that you're breaking. You see the same garbage cans. It's like it, it, there's nothing changes, and and everything's like point A to point B. There's no like C or anything like that. You're just walking from the beginning of the level to the end of the level. There's no like walking off to the side and finding a chest or anything like that. It's just really really straightforward so it's like the the level design's not that great but i'm gonna get back into the fact that i was talking about the ios version and and i just downloaded it today because i wanted to try it out because i i I was when i was doing research i was seeing like everyone was raving about the ios version and so the ios version is actually like a free has like a free to play um 
thing going mm-hmm. on where you you can take your time and level up and it takes longer or you can buy stuff to, to level up quicker and it's actually plays pretty well on the ios considering it's like a touchscreen like you won't find another game like it on the ios like where it's like um like a diablo style game like that and it's and you can even play it online on the uh with another with one other person on the um on the uh, what do you call it, on the ipad or the iphone so that that's actually pretty cool so I, I, I could see cool. why people would rave about that, but again, as you know, playing on a next gen system like the PS4, I, I just feel like we deserve better experiences. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. Well, you want to talk about news? some news, some video game news? Yeah, let's yeah. talk about some news. Uh, why don't you, Jeff? Why don't you talk about the Fables news that's out and about? Oh yeah. Um. Well. What started this on my end, I actually got an email uh, telling me that the beta is coming up for uh, Fable Legends on Xbox One. Um, I signed up for it a, quite a while ago. Like, I don't even remember. I think it was around E3. Um, and, you know, I, I never heard back from it. And all of a sudden, I get a random email. Oh, by the way, it's coming up soon. I'm like, what? Well, so I looked into it. It actually starts this Thursday, October 16th. Um, so, yeah. you know, Lionhead Studio, yeah, they're, they're trying to open it up quick so people can get like a I guess what they call it it's like a little small slice of what the game's really going to be about um you know you'll be able to have I think what four or five or something like that players where you can play online um because you know they're wanting they're wanting to be able to identify you know the bugs glitches crashes of course yeah absolutely I mean I could talk about gameplay a little bit so I mean because I yeah because I I played that at E3 we had a private Microsoft tour and um they were able to get us on, and it's four-player. Uh, the cool thing is is that one person like can be the enemy, be the boss, and they get an right. overview perspective of the whole game field ahead of time, and they can set up all their traps and set up where the enemies are going to be, and then their job is to defeat you. And then the other players are you know have to defeat the enemy, <laughs> like the main enemy guy. The cool thing is players are all in control of it. You're not against the computer at all. So that's the that's the best part. And you could be all, all a bunch of different classes uh, and, and play together. I, I really enjoyed um, the game, and I saw some sneak previews of the actual story, and they said that this is by far going to be the best Fable story uh, that has happened yet to date. Um, well, I hope so, because when I saw this whole like multiplayer thing where you could choose the villain and do this, I was hoping that that's literally only like an online type thing that you do yes that I, I, so that has nothing to do with the actual story or the actual no no that's just the game. online gameplay okay that's awesome then because i was i was actually pretty because i'm a big fan of the fable games I, i've liked them all um except for journey <coughs> that was garbage um but <laughs> sorry i love sorry. how you snuck the cough in there was that was that yeah. real or was that intentional like <laughs> You, you can make it as whatever you want because uh-huh. it's as intentional as it should be. <laughs> like, seriously, they, they tried to reiterate it and, like, use it with, a, um, what is it, like, with the Connect for the 360, and it was yeah. terrible. It was the worst thing I've ever played in my life. I, I you know, and, and it's funny because, um, is it, is it Carmack or what, what's, who's the guy that created Fable? Uh, Anthony Peter Monolu. Monolu, there it is. He... <laughs> He's so funny because he sits there and complains about everybody else and thinks because he thinks his game is like like his crap doesn't stink type thing. You know what I mean? So and and he made a garbage game. So I just want to put out there that Journeys was terrible. So you did make a garbage game. But anyway, well, I, you I'm know d- what's funny about Peter Monolu is like I feel like his best game was black and white. Like I, <laughs> I, I feel like 
I feel like everything after that, like all the Fable games, like the the thing is, is Black and White at the time was kind of like one of the best games in that genre. Like I feel like Fables never really reached the best of that genre. I, I always feel like it tries to be Zelda and add more elements, but it never like has the heart and feel of a Zelda game. No, I, I agree with you a hundred percent because I mean, be Zelda being one of my favorite franchises of all time. So yes, I'll, I'll defend them to the death. But the thing is. <laughs> The thing is, Same like, here. Fable, he, he definitely, like, they definitely tried it to create that immersive experience where, you know, like, uh, what is it, you can get the either awards or you can get infamy or whatever it will be, depending on your choices. Yeah. I, I like that aspect, but it, it seems like it was never really ever executed properly. Like, they didn't do it how it, I guess it could have been done. I don't know. I, I'm not really a game developer, so I don't know how much better you could have made it, but... You know, it, it seems like there should have been more repercussions for certain things than there was in, in some of the other Fable games. So, I, you know what's funny? I played Fable 3 and I played Kingdom of Am- Amalur, whatever it was called, around oh, yeah. the same time. And I thought Kingdom of Amalur was way better than Fable 3. And, you know, it's so terrible, too, because that company went under. Because that, oh, they... yeah, that's because they totally was, like, mismanaged. <laughs> that's because I think, like, Kurt Schilling was, like, part owner of it. And they, like, they, I think they, they took, like, so many million from, like, the state of, like... New Hampshire or Maryland. I forget the whole deal, but they basically like had his grant to make games like and then like they totally went over budget, couldn't afford to pay their people. Um the guy must have like pocketed all the money and then they they like totally didn't even give any of the money back to the community. That's yeah, awful. I, I mean that, that that was like a terrible thing, but it was actually a really really fun game and it was actually um I think more expansive than Fable in my opinion. Yeah, uh, it's, it. it's sad that it's sad that they didn't take off because like it, you know, I hate when there's like new franchises like that that are actually really good but they don't take off. Like that yeah. that upsets me a lot. Like because like it, you know like you you see like the you you see that the which what's the word I'm looking for? You see oh the potential. The potential. You kind of see the potential in the series, and you know if they went like one or two more more like sequels down the line, that it would probably be something really special. But like since they don't sell and they lose all their money on the first one, you never get to see it come to fruition. Exactly. But um, back on the Fable Legends though, like I like I was telling you, Mike. I, I, as long as that's just the online part, I'll be happy because I, I want a yeah. story. I want, I want it. I want a world. I want to actually explore Albion and and you know go through whatever. But you know, so yeah, you're gonna be um, able to do that. So all right, cool. But um, also I want to let our listeners know uh, we actually have a a post a news article about it on our website right now. Uh, apparently, Linehead Studios is allowing people to enter again um, to maybe lucky to get in on this thursday so if you want just check out our uh i think we'll have a link on the page here as well just go there and you can sign up for it and hopefully you get in for this thursday yep i'll post that in the uh podcast notes below this on the site um all right in the other order of business from xbox yeah i just want to talk about that uh at E3, I also played the Disney's uh, Fantasia Music Evolve, which is a pretty cool game using the um, the Xbox Connect. Um, and that demo came out today for the Xbox One and the Xbox 360. The full game is going to be out on October 21st, but demo's out now, so you can check it out. And it's kind of like where it plays popular music, and um, there's all these shapes and patterns that are arranged on the screen, and you're following those patterns using the Connect to hit them in specific orders. And it's really interactive and fun. I, I didn't think I was going to like it, but 
you know, as part of like the whole press tour thing, they WB um and you know or not WB it was like yeah was it WB no it was Disney sorry Disney uh, took us behind the scenes and showed us all the um all the making of and everything and they're like just try it out for yourself and I was like all right so I did and it was just super fun and I was like I could play this actually because there's a lot of different things you can do um to unlock more of the game modes to make it really interactive with the connect you just kind of have to see videos of it to, to see what i'm talking about um but yeah. i'll probably check it out but i mean I still it's don't worth know it i, I think up. i mean i still don't know if i want to hook up my connect just to play it though i'm gonna be honest i mean you're not dancing or anything like that but you're definitely being hugely interactive the cool thing i, th I think that i liked about it is that it involved depth and like the z space so it's not just like waving your arms around you're actually you know engaging in different space by like pushing and pulling and stuff like that and i i really liked how that worked um it it took me off guard a bit and made things more interactive right. um the other thing the other piece of news we're going to talk about was uh diablo 3 has a patch that was released as well and um their patch bonuses pretty much so uh, for the PS3 and Xbox 360, there's a 100% XP bonus. So if you want to power level any of your characters, now is the time to do it right, <laughs> right now. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Um, if you play it for PS4 or Xbox One, there's going to be uh, double Treasure Goblin spawns uh, available now. Um, it sounds like it's not as cool as the 100% XP bonus, but with all the, the patches that's been going on, it's going to definitely add some value, especially in the dungeons. So... Uh, I would check it out. There's going to be a lot more loot. Yeah. Uh, and But there's nothing going... If you're a PC player, unfortunately, it doesn't really affect you because you got a lot of stuff early and a lot before. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, and let's see, what else? What other news? Um, oh, yeah. Tomorrow? The, the Xbox 360 uh, and PS3 Borderlands pre-sequel comes out tomorrow or at midnight tonight. Jeff, do you guys know if there's going to be a midnight release tonight? At GameStop or any um, places? Honestly, there's not because this one doesn't have as much um, as much uh, fan base, I... whatever running. Interesting. Well, the the issue is is that it's only on last gen systems. If it was on PS4 and Xbox One, I, I bet you it would be it's, it would be selling like hotcakes. But yeah. you know, everyone's playing Destiny. No one wants to go back well, and play is... a last gen game. Not only well, that, I mean, but everybody already got rid of their last gen systems. Well, most people, not not everybody. I, I still can have hold my on Xbox 360. System. I love my well, yeah, Xbox but, 360. But but Mike, we we review games. This is what we do. So <laughs> true. But there would be even <laughs> but, if we weren't, I wouldn't get rid of it because there's tons of downloadable content and gold games and just a whole bunch of well, stuff yeah, that was, they gave us. Hey, and I'm just not gonna get rid of. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. I was about to say I keep my old systems just because of the PlayStation Plus and the Xbox games with gold games. Yeah, I, exactly. We we get so many free games each month with those. It's it's like it would be Dumb. ridiculous not to exactly. not yeah not well, to keep to most keep the old people systems. don't don't really care about that or they're just extreme casual gamers. They just want to get the next Maybe. best thing just yeah. because they want it. But, I mean, um, I'm still yeah. playing Borderlands Two and all the DLC content with Ant because he's slow. <laughs> whatever man and i'm getting we, the pre-sequel let's stop playing you know, destiny then i'm 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 playing destiny that's fine but like when no one's on it it's boring to play alone i don't like grinding alone it's it's annoying so and i'm already really high level like i'm 27 so it's like i need something else to play while i'm waiting for everybody else to get online right you know but, um another thing is i what... sat in a tree <laughs> oh yeah you did um so what else is that tomorrow uh Evil Within comes out tomorrow. So. Nice. That's yeah. right. 
And I'm, I'm actually anxious now, to play that. Who who makes that game? Is that Capcom? That's Warner Brothers, I think. No, it's, um, I think it's Bethesda. Am I right or wrong? I can't remember. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's Bethesda. Sorry. Yeah, it's Bethesda. They're actually making it. And um, from what I understand, it's, isn't it the original creator of, um, is it, uh, is it Silent Hill or Resident Evil or something? I can't remember. Maybe I'm not that's even going to guess because I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that I honestly have no idea who the creator was behind it, but apparently they're pushing a an extreme uh, horror feel on it. Uh, supposed to bring you back to those Silent Hill slash Resident Evil days um, of old, you know, where, where you feel like you literally are hanging on by a thread. So I'm, I'm kind of anxious to play it to see how well it's it's executed. I, I hope it's I hope it's done well because it's it's been getting a lot of um, you know, airtime from if you go on GameStop, you'll see it playing on the TV all the time or, you know, I've seen commercials. So, oh, I'm just... um, by the way, I just looked it up while you're talking. It's Tango Gameworks it, uh, developed it. And yeah, it's Bethesda that's publishing it. But they're the the people that make Resident Evil series. OK, cool. Yeah, yeah creator I... Shinji Mikami. Yep. Yeah, correct. that's that's what I thought. And, and from what I understand, he's also working on a remake of the original Resident Evil for PS3, right? I think. Um, and, and, and uh, I don't, I don't, know. I don't know if he's doing it. Well, either way, if they're gonna make a remake, they should have, they should have just canceled out last gen and just put it on like PS4, or Xbox One, or something. I thought that's what they were yeah, doing. I don't think they're gonna do. I thought they were doing it for PS4 and, and Xbox One or something like that. And not, people not are like, from what I read recently. I don't know. Yeah, they're they're not the ones that are developing it. The only thing okay. that Tang that uh, Tango, I think it was Tango. <laughs> is that what it was, Mike? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the only thing they're working on is Evil Within. That's funny, too, because it was the creator of Resident Evil. That's why I thought it was Capcom. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, I mean, they go hand in hand, so. Yeah, I, I was like, oh, well, if it's a guy that made you know Resident Evil, it has to be Capcom, but yeah. yeah. It but, wasn't. Um, so other yeah. than that, um, what, is it, can, what else we can have? You can let Ant jump on and talk about all his Nintendo stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Nintendo fanboy. Yeah, so... Take it away, Anthony. (laughs) (laughs) So last week, Nintendo announced that Captain Toad was indeed coming out this year. Um, There was rumors that it was going to get delayed till January, but um, we, we, you know, we asked for it not to be so, and it's not. (laughs) It's December (laughs) fifth. It basically it's going to be a more full fleshed out version of the mini game from Super Mario 3D World. And honestly, I think that they had more of those levels in Mario 3D World, and I think they took them out because I think that when they were in the process of making it, the game testers might have been like, hey, you know, you guys can make a full game out of these. Because it, it, it's kind of weird because there's only a couple levels in there, and it seems like they stopped pretty quick. Did, yeah. did you get that feeling playing yeah. Mario 3D World? I did. Yeah, absolutely. Because. Yeah. I thought they were well. They were they were really well done. They were a lot of fun. I actually catch myself. I think you. It was you who was telling me, and you're like, you know, what? I, I was playing 3D World today. I was like, why? He's like, oh, because because I was wanting to get some practice on the on the Captain Toad levels because I, you know, I'm trying yeah. to get ready for it. <laughs> so, but, so there were yeah, there was only a few in the Mario 3D World, but um, in this game, there's 70 stages. There's gonna be boss fights. Um, you, you'll be able to collect stars and gems. Um, one of the power ups from uh, Mario 3D World's making its way in there, the Double Cherry. So that's going to be kind of interesting and see how they use that within the Captain Toad world. And um, oh, yeah. this will be the first... Well, I don't know if this will be the first game you can play as Toadette. You might have been able to play her in some other games, but mm-hmm. she'll be alongside uh, Captain Toad. 
Um, I actually I think posted you... some screenshots that Nintendo released. What was it this week? Or no, last week. Uh, yeah. No, no, it was this week. week. We would have talked about it last week. Well, yeah, it was the end of last week, but it was within this week. Yeah, it was past yeah. the podcast. I think it was like Thursday or Friday. So you guys can check that out on GameGravy.com and check it out as well. Yeah, there's this really cool level. It looks like a pinball machine. Did you see that one? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And, and I'm like, oh, man, that's just, like, it's so awesome because it looks like a lot of the levels, I mean, yeah, they're from the Mario universe, but a lot of them remind me of stuff that we've played in Mario Kart even, and it's just like, wow, that's, like, really cool. Yeah, oh, and, I'm and really another cool the thing. level design, the way it looks, and the boss, it looked huge and epic, like that big bird. Oh, yeah, and, and I love the colors palette that Nintendo uses, that everything looks really colorful and bubbly. Um, another really cool thing about this game is it's only $40. Like, that's awesome. Wait, that's it? Are yeah. they mini-games, or is it actually, like, a story? No, no, it's a full 70-level game. That's yeah, it's, it's like a Mario game, just with a with a different, you know, person. I wonder why <laughs> it's over. I'm not that I'm complaining, but... Well, because I mean, it's, well, it's a puzzle game. Oh, like me, I see. Me and Anthony were talking about that, because if, if it was going to come out at fifty nine ninety nine, I actually would have been like, I don't know if I want to get it right away, because 60 bucks is a lot of money for that type of game, but... It looks like there's so much polish on there, just like the Mario games and every other Nintendo game out there. Yeah. So it seems like you'd get quality no matter what the price point would be. Well, it is a Nintendo-developed yeah. game, so... It's, well, exactly, but I'm just yeah. saying, like, they always over-polish their games to perfection, I'm not in my opinion. Yeah, it's from the, it's, <laughs> it's actually from the same team at EDA, that, or EAD, sorry, that made um, Super Mario Land 2 the... Um, not Super Mario Land 2, I'm sorry. Super New Super Mario Brothers 2 for the 3DS. Oh, okay. The one where you have to collect all the coins. Yeah. yeah, it's from the same team. So it's like the younger brother team of the main Mario team that made it. So, um, they, you know, it, it's in good hands. They, they made a, a good Mario game already. Well, hopefully it's um, better than but that yeah, game, because this... I like that one, but after a while, I didn't. <laughs> well, I, the thing was, is it wasn't different enough from the first New Super Mario Brothers. Exactly. And I think the whole, like, coin collecting thing was kind of really gimmicky. I, I but this game looks really amazing. I didn't the coin collecting. I just like exploring the levels and playing the levels. And I think the whole yeah, game is based around the coin collecting. And if you're weren't into it, it's like, uh-oh. <laughs> exactly. And yeah. and um, I remember when Nintendo did the Treehouse, uh, was it like two or three weeks ago now? They started off with Captain Toad, and the levels they showed just looked phenomenal oh yeah so um yeah this is this game's definitely been on my radar and it's gonna stay on my radar um i really i'm wondering actually what the um whatchamacallit what the amiibos do with this game because they did announce that the amiibos will be in this game in some shape or form i'm not sure yeah we're gonna have to just I'd like wait to know. find out <laughs> I mean, maybe yeah, maybe so you I... can get collectibles like if you if you get a lot of the collectibles maybe it'll unlock special moves for smash brothers or vice versa or you know what i mean like It'd be cool if they incorporate them like that too, so they cross. Yeah, you know, combine I, I completely agree with you. Um, so. there's some other news from Nintendo this past week. They're gonna sponsor a little indie festival. Um, when you lived in Miami or Miami, <laughs> Seattle, never Mike. Lived there. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> when when you lived in Seattle, did you have a chance to make it out to this uh, indie festival? Uh, I've never been to the indie festival, but I've been to the museum. Okay, so you've been to the EMP museum. Yep. What kind of stuff? What kind of stuff's normally at the EMP museum? Um, well, if it's if it's the, I'm thinking about the actual museum itself. It's by the Space Needle, so it, I think okay. it changes. Uh, uh, what's it called? Periodically, like they'll have stuff from like television shows and movies and music and um, different things like that. So it honestly depends on the season. Cool. Um, but yeah. But Nintendo's sponsoring uh, the Indie Game Revolution. Um, they're going to have a bunch of indies out there, 
And uh, when does this start? Do you remember? Um, I don't know. 8th. I'd have to look it up. I mean, it was November eighth. November eighth. Okay. Uh, I'm 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 almost a hundred percent sure I'm, it's November. I'm guaranteeing 8th. it's probably going to be one of those quick things because the the EMP is kind of like it's the Experience Music Project thing. It's like a Jimi Hendrix uh, exhibit. Gotcha. And they had like the Nirvana stuff in there before, which is super awesome. It's literally in the Pacific Science Center by the Space Needle. So I'm assuming it's going to be one of the side rooms that's going to have a whole bunch of old systems and things behind glass. And Nintendo probably provided a lot of hardware and cool art that people can go in and walk through and like, you know, and then see like the progression of a lot of the indie games and a lot of developers that are there. And you might be able to even play a lot of games. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'd have to actually go there. But, um, well, I know, I know playable for sure. is going to be shovel Knight from uh, yacht club and also the swapper from curve cool. studios. So well, b- both I, will be there. They'll both be playable. I do know this, that, that one museum has a lot of cool stuff in it. So if anything, it's worth to go and check it out. Like last time I was there, like I said, I saw the Kurt Cobain exhibit for Nirvana. I also saw Battlestar Galactica. They had real ships from the show, like the props That's and like awesome. the outfits and all that stuff. Like all, that was all upstairs. So I, I can't even imagine how cool this, this indie experience, indie game experience would look like there. So, yeah. Um, and, and, you know, that's that's just like one one more thing that's awesome that Nintendo's doing to help the indies. So the third parties aren't getting along with Nintendo. So Nintendo's going out and making a good relationship with a bunch of the indie uh, developers, which is great because they've already had some really good games on their system this year, like Guacamelee, Shovel Knight. Yeah. Um, Armillo. So I and and they just keep coming out. Like uh, Art of Balance is another great game, mm-hmm. you know, to, that they just added to their library. And, and there's going to be a bunch more coming out later in the year. So they're doing a good job filling the software gaps from the, you know from their first party and uh, second party studios with filling in these indie games as third parties. I think they kind of took a cue from Sony on that because Sony was giving away free systems and really um, like nurturing the indie the indie crowd and nintendo's like we want in on that and they've been nurturing the, the indie uh developers as well too yeah it, it well and it's funny because i bet you a lot of the indie developers are, are nintendo fans so why what better than exactly <laughs> what, what better than you know ha- have fans make your games for you they usually turn out better that way absolutely oh, i'm absolutely. more passionate about them exactly so um, in other Nintendo news, on Thursday in the uh, Nintendo download, they released a demo for Bayonetta 2. Um, if you've went to other sites besides ours, which you shouldn't be, but <laughs> <laughs> if you happen to look around the internet, um, you, you'd notice that you know it's getting rave reviews from a lot of different publications. It already has eight perfect scores, which is really awesome for that game. And uh, playing the demo, it I, I could see why. It's it's really good. It's really fluid. The colors are look like they're straight out of a Nintendo game, but yet it has a mature feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it still keeps it, it still keeps the action adventure genre. And Nintendo didn't take out anything out of out of what um, Platinum Games has made. Uh, you know, a lot of people might have been worried. Oh, Nintendo's kitty, Nintendo's kitty. Well, you know what? This game's just as mature and adult as the first one, if not more. So yeah, they, well, I mean, didn't, the, didn't Platinum Games say too the experience was meant to be like one action scene flowing to the next action scene? So everything was extremely fluid and dynamic, and you, you really got a sense of like just like euphoric like feeling of winning something and then going to the next thing and being the crap out of a boss and going through yeah, the Yeah, let, let's put it yeah. this way. The the action sequences are so ridiculous that even Michael Bay would blush. <laughs> that's true. You know, that's Good. funny too cuz there's it's crazy cuz when you start the demo out, it's it's actually been the demo that's been shown at like 
E3 and everywhere else where she's on top of the uh, the, the jet plane and stuff like that, and they're going, and uh, it's just crazy how, how much how much there is going on at once and how fast that thing's moving while you're on top of it fighting all these enemies. And then at the same time, here goes one boss. You're fighting this boss. Right after that boss, something happens. You do all this stuff. Here comes another one. It's like one after the other, nonstop, like a huge brawl, nonstop in this huge city. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and yeah, um, I, the 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 little bit of time you have with the game, it's it's awesome. It's like in every single area is like a boss fight, and they even managed to get in a tutorial in there for people that hadn't played the series before. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, and and you know what's funny about that is it's the tutorial is actually the loading screen from the first one, kind of if I remember yeah, correctly. It is. <laughs> so so it's like you can practice your fights and everything else in there, but that that's how they incorporated the tutorial for the demo, which that's I thought was awesome. It was very well played, like by them, because they, it was they're like, oh well, if you play the first one, you know exactly what this mode is, and then you know you just go from there. It's it's awesome. Yep, you you have to try it, Mike, after we get off the podcast. Yeah, I already downloaded and it, so I do. It's, it's I do got a question, to play it. Anthony, because I think you might have played it more than I have. I've only played it on the normal controls. Have you tried the touchscreen controls? Because I know there's an option I... for that. I didn't because the way I took it is the touchscreen controls were really dumbed down. Now, I don't think that's going to ruin the experience, but from the way they made it sound in the Direct and the other things I've I've heard about it, it made it sound like they put the touchscreen mode on there so that if people want to play and experience the story and the craziness but don't like they're they're not good at action games. Like that's kind of the mode you would play. I see. So like pre-combos and stuff like that. Yeah, like you basically tap your enemies and it'll do the combos for you, kind of thing. The lazy man okay. action game. <laughs> so, so it's it's, it's kind of like the uh, the injustice on the Wii U, where you could just tap the thing on the screen and do a special move type thing. Probably. Um, I I don't want to say too much about it because I haven't tried it. To okay. me, like what I would do is I would kind of make it like um, if you ever played like uh, Elite Beat Agents on the 3DS. Yeah, yeah. That like or the DS? I forget. I think right regular DS. But like DS. to me, that's how they should probably made it. I don't. I haven't played it, but I would have made it where you're you're you know you're tapping stuff in rhythm at least because it's not yeah. difficult. But at least it's like it, it's a game. You know, it's not. You're not just like tap dead, tap dead. Yeah, exactly. Like I'll, I'll actually I'll probably try it after this podcast. I might actually turn it. Yeah, on I'm gonna definitely like. do it. I downloaded it, so I just I'm looking at it right now. And <laughs> I'm gonna go play um, it. And then the um the last bit of news we have for the week was um I actually got sold on a game that I wasn't gonna buy, <laughs> and it like they funny. they announced some special costumes for it for North America and I don't I is it DLC in Japan because the game's been out for a while in Japan. I think it's gonna be DLC, yeah, but I think it was mainly just to to entice some um you know us Western fans. Um, I, I actually like success. The, <laughs> success. Yeah, because you and I were actually talking about this game. What was it? Uh, about a month and a half, two months ago. You're like, yeah, I'm not. Might have even it. been longer than that now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're like, you're, you're like, I don't have time for that game. I'm not getting that game. I barely played the third one. And yeah. Now no like, kidding. Oh. I bought that game specifically to play with Anthony, and we played it like once for like ten minutes, and I was so then mad. He's like, then he's like, I'm trading it in. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what a jerk. <laughs> But if if nobody Whatever, knows man, what the game is, whatever man, it wasn't my cup of tea. If if yeah, nobody knows what game either. we're talking about, it's it's actually Monster Hunter, and uh, Monster Hunter Four is coming out on the 3DS, and it's already on Japan, like Anthony explained. But it's it's actually coming out to uh, North America. I think it's in March. 
I believe. Or yeah, it's, it's early next year. Okay. And well, the, the costume they added was, of course, Anthony's number one all-time favorite Nintendo franchise. It was Metroid, so they Metroid. added Samus uh, costume. So you could be the Metroid Monster Hunter? No, no, no you no, could no, be no. Samus. Samus, and you're like carrying around was, like uh, a huge gun. It's like awesome. <laughs> yeah, I was. so she could, you could be, play a Zero Suit Samus or the Full Suit Samus. In the Monster Hunter game? Yes. Yep. That how would that work? That's really weird. But I guess that'd be cool. Well, they must have added it, guns be awesome. because they also announced Mega Man, and uh, Bass oh, will be playable. Interesting. Well, I don't know or if base. Yeah, that's because right, they're supposed to be like the little the failings, the cats or whatever it is. They're they're supposed to, um, they can dress up as the uh, I guess Mega Man and Rush or I think stuff like that, right? Yeah. Sure. I hope they do that for All the right. Wii U too, because that would be cooler to see in higher resolution. Well, they it haven't would. announced it coming for the Wii U yet, so I don't know if it will. I swear yeah, I saw I, the demo at, like, E3. They had a Monster Hunter for the Wii U. It might have been Monster oh, Hunter 3. Oh, it was Monster Ultimate. Hunter 3. Oh, okay. Yeah. Probably. Anyway, I'm, I'm oh, actually looking to forward to... forgot to mention something, Mike. What? Tomorrow, coming out, the Zen Studios is uh, putting out the South Park uh, pinball tables. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I saw that uh, on the news today. I will oh, definitely man. probably pick that up because I'm a huge South Park fan. Is is um yeah. is the table going to be a gluten free Ebola? Probably. <laughs> no, it's, it's going to be It's going to have mu- music featuring um. <laughs> Lord. Lord. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I am Lord. <laughs> were, were you going to say something else about uh, Monster Hunter before I interrupted you, Jeff? Um, yeah, I was. I was actually going to say I'm. I'm really looking forward to this one because they totally changed the whole entire play of the game where you can actually jump. Uh, you can actually get on top of monsters and actually attack them while you're on them, try to stay on them. And now you can uh, actually can you be a on? monster and hunt the lock human. On. Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah. You, you're able to lock on in the other one, too. But is it is it easier in, like, it, like to me, like, the, to me, if it had the lock-on system that Zelda had, like, I would enjoy it so much better. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Um, but it still apparently hasn't ruined the franchise because it's a highly highly popular fan franchise so but um i I mean i'm gonna get it and and i'm glad that it's online co-op to four people uh so if if you do get it anthony i I understand you'll probably be wearing samus's suit all day every day but we'll definitely (laughs) play it online (laughs) so you know what about me no one wants me to get it is that i see how you guys are Fine. Oh yeah, well, you're too busy playing Smash, bro. I am playing Smash <laughs> Brothers on the uh, the 3DS. It's very fun, actually. So cool. But you know what? Wow. I I do have to admit, um, there has been a couple times where the controls have been kind of frustrating. Um, especially I heard the, the left stick is horrible. Yeah, I was just gonna say, like the jump in the left analog stick is just really bad, and I'm like. You know, I'm no, like, newbie. I know how to freaking play the game. And I'm, I'm just playing it. I'm like, wow, that's kind of weak. I hope they fix this. So I hope there's some sort of patch that they do to it just because it's quite annoying. Um, other than that, um, I'm, I, I'm liking it. Since you've been playing it, I got a couple questions for you, actually. Sure. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interview you real quick on this <laughs> because uh, because I'm, I'm still unsold on it. So I kind of want to want to hear like a s- couple right. things well about i've only played version. limited amount of of modes just because you don't have it so i can't play it online how's the online i haven't played it online okay that was one all of my i'm questions. hearing the, the online all i'm hearing is that it's buggy and and it's very slow like there's a lot of frame issues from what i hear i haven't tried it online okay. but i will 
So. Um, it, is it worth playing if you're not going to play with other people? I'm doing it now. <laughs> what was that? Is it worth buying and playing by yourself if you're not going to play with other people? Well, yeah, I've been playing it by myself. And it's it, and and you think it's good enough as a single player game? It holds up good enough to buy it. Well, I mean, the goal is for me to play against other people. So no, if you're gonna buy this game and solely play against the the CPU, I I say no. It's this well, game then, is the, then this game just, is meant you, to play with other people. I mean, you just answered my question though because I, I there's nobody around me that I know that owns a 3DS and online I'm not gonna play, dude. Here, you know what? We're gonna play it online right now. How are we gonna play it online? I don't own it. No, Either I'm way, see if there's like matches online. Well, there are matches, but but the thing is, um, I, I guess what Anthony's trying to get at is, is there anything that's going to to draw him to spend forty dollars on a 3DS game when when they have a more superior experience coming out um, at the end of November? Or is it November? Yeah, November I believe 21st. it's like November twenty okay. eighth, possibly or eighteenth. Okay, twenty first. Yeah, twenty first. Because okay. I understand there's a, the Smash run in the 3DS version now. What, I mean, is it is that is that worth the forty bucks for that Smash run, or is it is it just like a mode just thrown in there? Honestly, I've been just playing the solo mode so I can unlock all the people, and I'm like thirty level thirty matches in, and I've unlocked a couple people so far. So I haven't even experienced the um, other modes yet. Because I've been preoccupied doing that. So I guess in terms, I've been having fun playing it alone with against the computer because I have objectives that I'm trying to do, like unlock people and do the the, um, the challenges. Because they have challenges every right. 10 levels. So Okay, well, you know, and another thing I, I'm anxious to see is what the connectivity is really going to be like between the 3DS and the Wii U version. I don't know, I but I see they... that menu item on here, and it really makes me wonder because right below the Smash, they have, you know, Street Pass, and then they have Connect to your Wii U so, um, and to play Super Smash Brothers uh, for the Wii U. Yeah, well, so I really I... love to know. To be honest with you, yeah, I, I think I think you can I think you can actually use it as a controller, from what I understand. So, like, say say you have friends come over and you don't have any extra like Wii remotes or Pro controllers or anything, and but they have the 3DS version. I, from what I understand, they could just connect on there, play on the big screen on the Wii U version, and just use the um, 3DS as a controller. From what I understand, I know that's one of the features, but hmm. I don't know if there's any like. You know, like reason, like oh, well, you play this on the 3DS version, you unlock this for the Wii U version. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, you know, the big problem I run into that I don't want, and, and the re- the biggest probably reason I don't want the game is the fact that I'm not really a big portable game fan, what? and since the 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 um console home console version comes out in literally five weeks, why am I gonna put forty dollars down on a handheld version of basically the same game. Oh, this is cool. So they have Street Smash. So you're using um, Street Passes to fight people when you walk by them, and you get bonus points to unlock further stuff. But I can't even use it because I don't walk by anybody, and if I did take a walk, no one lives by me. Start going places, <laughs> man. Quit living in the swamps. Go to the mall. Go to like grocery store. Oh, dude, trust me. Nobody likes going to the mall. <laughs> exactly. No, we stay worked, away from that. We man. worked at the mall for too long. I, I know how it goes, so... Exactly. exactly. We we we've been tainted too long. <laughs> Although I still like going to the mall, so I don't know. But <laughs> yeah, we all worked at the same mall. So. We did. That's right. The same store. I worked at two malls with Jeffrey, though. Beat that. Boom. Oh yeah, you did. We because we were at what KV Toy Store and and the movie yep. theater you yeah. worked there as well. <laughs> Back in the day. Back in the day. Uh, man. 
But I think that's all the news we had. Yeah, um, there was. Yep, that's actually recent. it for the podcast. To be honest with you, so <laughs> that is. I haven't seen anything to talk about, so no bonus movie content. I saw Lucy yeah. the other night. Well, I that? haven't, so don't talk about it. Oh, you ha- are you going to try to see that just... movie? What? Are you going to watch that movie? Yeah, it has Scarlett Johansson in it. Yeah, Scarlett awesome. Johansson. It's actually it's, it's, it's a good movie. <laughs> I enjoyed it. That's all I'm going to say. When you watch it, let me know. We'll talk about it. Well, I, okay. I think I think when I get off the podcast here, I'm actually going to go watch Walking Dead because I haven't watched it yet. Oh my god, the season premiere is amazing. Hey, let's ruin it for Jeff. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, hey, yeah. I haven't watched it yet either. I'll I'm going to ruin it for both of you. Awesome, since you ruined Bayonetta. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway. <laughs> well, let me, just, let me just say it's the best season opener ever for Walking Dead, and you're going to both enjoy it. Okay, I was about it. to say, ever? You better, you better uh, watch that one. Dude, for yeah, The Walking, for Walking Dead, Dead, that'll work. For the first episode of a season on Walking Dead, it is the best episode. Well, that's good because that show is going downhill pretty quick. So, well, you know, right. you know what? I'm not even gonna talk about it. Just watch it. We'll talk about it next week because I'm gonna wind up slipping on something. So, <laughs> sounds good. It's a slippery slope once you slip. Yeah. Right. All right, everyone. Well, this is Michael uh, and Anthony and Jeff signing off from GameRiver.com. Peace. Going? See ya. <laughs>